Oh, yeah. It's that time again. It's time to open up our eyes. It's time to get awake, not woke. It's time for the big picture. It's time for God to open up your eyes and let you see what's really going on. That's what this podcast is all about, the big picture with Larry Raglan. And yes, that does mean that I am Larry Raglan. I am your host. And I'm excited that you're with us again. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, there's just hundreds of them out there. But the most important thing for you to do is to make sure that you follow this podcast and that you enable notifications so that you get a notification when a new podcast goes live. And really one of the most important things you can do to help us to get our podcast in front of people that may not know anything about us with the algorithms and all this other stuff is to give us a five-star review. That is one of the number one things that you can do to help us put in front of people and then share this podcast. Just copy that share link and send it to a friend and say, hey, you got to listen to this podcast. They're saying some things that are very key to this moment and key to this environment. And speaking about this moment, uh, you know, it's I'm, I'm very, very excited. Uh, I've had several guests via Skype and Zoom and different things on our get on our uh, podcast, but very rare that I get to have a special guest in the studio with me. I like being able to say that I like a DJ and in the studio with me today. That sounds awesome. Is somebody that is so so special to me and those that know me on a personal level know how much this man means to me, how much he means to our church, my ministry, my marriage, my family. Uh, I call him Pops. He is my spiritual father. He came into my life when, uh, if you've read my book or know anything about my story, I've had multiple uh, things happen with my father in my life, and I didn't really have a father figure. This man taught me how to be a father, taught me how to be a husband, taught me how to be a pastor, and uh, ain't many things that I've brought him on first, he's usually bringing me on, but this, I guess this is a first that the son gets to bring the father on something. Uh, I don't know if this is your first podcast or not, but I want everybody out there to get excited and welcome with me, Pastor Frankie Powell. Ah, uh, Bishop, Bishop, <laughs> Bishop. You're too kind. Oh, you man. You give me way too much credit, no, no. man. Way too much credit. By the way, this is the first podcast I've ever been Ever been. On. Oh, I feel ever so honored and special. Hey, and I'm honored to be on here with you. Absolutely. Uh, because I know you, man, uh, in so many ways, you have been such a leader to me. I mean, uh, you just like this, you, you take me places I'd never be able to get to. And so I'm just proud of you. And I love this, this idea and the podcast. And so I'm just, I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me with you today. Thank you, pastor. And it is, it is truly our honor as well. Um, I, I want to, I, I think we would, um, be remiss if we did not take just a few minutes to talk to our listeners about, you know, how we got to the relationship that we're in. Uh, I'll just say a quick moment and then you can share in your heart okay. what you feel about it. Um, is that, you know, I've been in the ministry now for, it's hard to believe this is coming out of my mouth for over 30 years. And I had been pastoring uh, sort of out in the wilderness by myself and just very lost on how to be who God had called me to be. And and I was able to connect with you through coming up to your church to an annual conference that you were having and just sort of watching you from a distance and never been taught this before, never, never heard this before, but I just started feeling this pull to you that there was something inside of you that I needed inside of me. And it was more than just friendship. It was, it was, you know, I feel almost like a father and a son type relationship. And I 
did not understand that. I had never heard yeah. that. Yeah. But I just knew it was God. And uh, through a course of events and everything, I think God was dealing with you on the other end too for a new season of your life. Yes. And it just set in motion that morning at the omelet shop or whatever we were, where we were that yeah. we were talking. And uh, we just shared our heart that we felt like God had connected to, to us to each other. And to be honest with you, I'm embarrassed to say, I don't remember exactly what year it was. You may remember, but I think it was around 1998, something, 97? Oh, it was, no, it was before that. It was okay. like uh, 95. Oh, wow, yeah. wow. So here we are, 2022, at, the, at this taping, yeah. and uh, we have been through so much together, Pastor. So sharing your heart, what you feel about now, now, of course, all over this yeah. country and even the world, God is using you to, to cover men of God, women of God, churches. Uh, in an overseer, a pastoral row, an apostolic yeah. row, there may be, there may be some pastors out there that that might feel alone, and they're yeah. just like, "How do I go? Where? What would you say? You know, maybe talk a little bit about us, but then also talk to them about what they need in their life. Because yeah. I know you've got a catchphrase about every pastor needs a pastor. Now that's a very popular phrase today. But you know, you know this. I've been saying that yes, for sir. thirty years, yes, sir. And I really didn't understand what it meant. First time I ever said it, I said it to my wife. I was just about twenty-two years old. Wow. And and literally, I looked at her one day and I said, "Every pastor needs a pastor." And uh, so, really, didn't <laughs> didn't know what that meant. I I had worked for one pastor, been raised in a pastor's home, and really didn't want to be a pastor. I tried everything I could not to be one. But, uh, you know, you're talking about that, uh, Pastor Larry, is that, you know, it's a, it's, there's been a lot of uh, abuse in that realm over yes, the last 30 years. Yes. Um, so a lot of people shy away from it. Yes. They have this deep need and longing within them. But, and, and I think it's a trick of our enemy. You know, he always tries to pervert things so to keep us away from the real thing. Yes. And, uh, and so, you know, God, God was just kind of dealing with me and had been for years. Uh, and the only reason I remember it had to be around 95 or 96, somewhere in there, is because we actually launched our first network in 1998. Yes, that's and correct. we had I been together that, for yeah. a few years. That's true. Yep. So, uh, and just three of us, me and you and uh, Keith Decker, you yep. remember? So, um, you know, and I'll never forget, you know, uh, I think I learned a great lesson from the very beginning. I never said to you, I thought, I thought I was to be your spiritual father. Yeah. You asked me That's to right. be your spiritual I, father. I, sure I still, I still kind of believe that there's, there's these people that will say, you know, well, a father names his son and in the natural, that may be true. But I think in the, in the spiritual, because there's been so much abuse, I just think there is what a mentor of mine for about four years, I only got to know him four years before he went to heaven, and that is was Dr. John Osteen, Joel's oh, wow. father. Wow, he was really one of the greatest mentors of my life, mm. and and he he taught a lot of people this. He said, "There's a divine flow; mm. the spirit of God will flow out of you and touch you and touch another person and connect you." Wow, and uh, so that's happened many times now in your life and in my life. Yes. And, and so we really, we really were kind of, uh, you know, didn't know what we were doing. No, we did not. We, yes. we, we were, we were on a journey, and uh, and of course because of your natural uh, situation with fathers, you know, yeah. it just clicked, and you taught me, and I taught you, and and uh, we just kind of let it form. Yes. 
And I think God began to use that to touch other men's lives. And we've seen it exponentially go, like you said. Now you have spiritual sons. And and there again, that that phraseology is really looked down on in a lot of Christian circles. But uh, I say this, I say uh, once you've had it, once you've been a part of it, once you've experienced it, you wouldn't let anybody talk you out of it, you know. Yeah, and I'll tell you this. You you hit on it, Pastor, and that is what I want people to hear that is so key is the dynamic of a father-son-daughter relationship in the natural that 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 has your actual physical DNA that yep. you were part of the creative process. You know, there there comes authority with that simply because they came out of you. Yes. And they can't they can say whatever they want to say to you and say, oh, well, you yeah. ain't my daddy. Well, yeah. you know, boy, let me tell you something, boy. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. But but when it comes to covering, when it comes to mentorship and spiritual fathers and sons and daughters, I tell everyone in our network all the time, and like you just said, your DNA, your spiritual DNA got me. Yeah. And that's you know what you did for me, you know, I'm I'm now and our network is doing for others, is I tell them, you know, that authority only goes as far as the son and the daughter releases it to be there you and go. and there so you go. your key thing you said was that you became my spiritual father because i asked you to that's right not because you came to me and said listen to me boy god told me i'm your daddy you know kind of stuff that's right. so and and so i feel like that it got abused because a lot of the so-called spiritual fathers were really just on an ego trip right. trying to get all these people to- well i never ask you for anything in our relationship nope i've never asked you to give financial income tithe any of that nope. stuff uh you know, it was relational, and it was by the Spirit of God. Yep. And I think a key to that is, and, and actually, just about two weeks ago, I was asked by a local church, Christian Academy. Uh, it's like an intern program. They wanted me to teach four hours, two hours on spiritual covering, which is another thing that's right. very, very yeah. perverted yeah. And, and is yeah. resisted a lot today, and then on honor. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and this is what I, I believe about it, and I believe the Word of God backs it up, is I do believe that both of those things have to come from the person that's doing the honoring mm. or, the, or the person that's looking for covering wow. in their life, yeah. just like a spiritual father. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, has to, it has to be in your heart because your heart's going to monitor it. You have to see the value. Yeah. You have to uh, see the gift of God in somebody. Yes. You have to value that. Yeah. And, and as you do, you will be the beneficiary of yeah. it. Yeah. I, 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 I use these two passages of Scripture. When Jesus went to his hometown in Nazareth, and we, you know, he, he'd been doing miracles everywhere, all of these cities. Think about this. And then he goes to his hometown. And, uh, and he starts uh, speaking with such authority. They were amazed at him. Yes. And then they got resentful of him. Yes. Who do you think you are? We right. know you. You're Joseph's boy. We know your brothers and your sisters. And, and, uh, and then Jesus made a statement. Mm. Pastor Larry, he said, a prophet is without honor mm. in his own hometown among his own people. Now, listen, that's what he said. Wow. Then he went on to say that he tried to do miracles like he did in all the other towns, mm. but he could not. Now, Jesus didn't get mad and say, well, I'll show you. Yeah. It literally, their response literally stopped the flow of wow, God wow. coming out of the Son of listen, God. Listen, y'all, listen to listen, this. That's okay? powerful. And, and watch this. 
Then he says he marveled at their unbelief. Mm. He linked unbelief with dishonor. Wow. So therefore, you could easily link faith with honor. Mm. Now, now let me, let me turn that around for a minute. Let's go to the story in Mark 5 of the woman with the issue of blood. Mm. Jesus was going to Jairus' house to heal his dead daughter, to right. raise her to the dead, yes. ra- raise her back to life. He wasn't looking for a woman with the issue of blood. He wasn't looking for anybody to heal. Suddenly, he stops the crowd and says, something has happened. My God. Somebody has touched me. You know the argument of the disciples said, well, there's people everywhere touching you. He said, no, I perceive that power flowed out of me. My gifts flowed out of me. Mm. My gifts have been activated and have manifested. Something pulled on him. Right. Now watch this. The woman with the issue of blood had heard about Jesus, heard about his gifts, heard about his power, and she said to herself, Mm. if I can touch him, I will draw out of him. And, And this is the way I believe. I can, I can talk to you about honor all day long, but until you understand honor, you're never going to receive the power mm. in your life that honor can bring to you. Honor is not about the person being honored. Wow. It's about the person honoring. Wow. Same way about spiritual covering. Sure, there's been abuses, but if you ever say and understand, I need someone that covers my life, that that, ha- that I'm accountable to, that has a right to speak into my life, that loves me, that believes in me, mm. that has no other agenda. When you find that person and you invite them in, my God. you receive the blessing of it. Wow, them. wow. You know, Pastor, I'm sitting here thinking that is such a powerful revelation, and I hope everybody's getting this. Some of you are going to need to go back and listen to this thing again because there needs to be balance in that subject. Yes, yes. And, and, you know, you and I talk a lot about, the current state of the church, the current yeah. state and where we're going. And some things ain't never going to be the same again. Thank God for some of yeah, them. Some right. of them it's sad that they're not going to be. But the reality is this, everything you're saying also transitions into what I want to talk to you about. And that is, you know, honor, you know, one of the ways you honor someone is to, to the desire to be in their presence. Yes. And and when the woman with the issue of blood said within herself, I could yep. but touch him. You know, she said that, but she still went to where he was. Yes. She still went to the crowd. She still realized, I still need to be where he's at. And I think what we've moved into now is almost that same spirit of dishonor that people are now flowing in as far as political leaders, all this kind of thing, dishonor across the board, Yes, is we've sort of lost the honor of the gathering of the church as well. And if there's, and if there is a reward, if you want to put it down, I know John Bevere wrote a book one time, honors reward, very powerful yes, book yes, yes. that there's a reward that's tied to honor. How do we transition that pastor? Cause I feel like a lot of people listen to the big picture podcast and watch us on YouTube as well you know, that are seeking, um, what do we do now? Where are we going now? Yes. And I feel like a lot of people have, you know, we have a we have a mandate uh, that says you lay hands on the sick and they yes. shall recover. We have yes. a mandate to uh, to gather to worship together. Yes. Uh, how I was glad when they said to me, "Let's yes. go into the house of the Lord." Yes. So, do you feel like that same spirit of dishonor is sort of moving into the body as whole at a whole that we have lost even the honor of the gathering, even though yes. we know Jesus is everywhere. Yes. yes. But He says He'll be. In the midst yes. of the gather. Am That's I right? right? That's and, and let me let me say something as we edge into this. 
it, it's it's kind of like baptism, water baptism. People say, well, the thief on the cross wasn't baptized. No, he didn't have an opportunity right. to be baptized. Come on. Everybody else yeah. in the book of Acts was baptized it's in true. water. Yes, sir. And I heard someone say not long ago, well, the centurion came to Jesus and said, just speak the word back to my home and Jesus spoke the word. Jesus didn't go to where he was. No, but the centurion did come to him Mm. and the centurion did get Uh in his presence. Mm. And so I believe that dishonor has been affecting the church long before now. Yes. In fact, it's become culturally Christian to dishonor authority. My God. And for a long time, we've been doing that in the church. Yep. And can I tie it back in again? Sure. I, I may get a little controversial. No, you come on. Hey. I, I may, That's I, what the big picture <laughs> is all about. <laughs> you, you may get some comments on this one. It's but, all right. But, you know, uh, Jesus said this. He said, he told his disciples one day, he said, whoever receives you receives me, mm. and whoever receives me receives the Father. My God. Who sent me. So he said, I'm sending you, but however they honor you, welcome you, Dishonor you, watch or out, disrespect you. Y'all better listen. Is the same way they're doing me Woo. and God. Now, any way you want to see that, Jesus said it. Any way you want to look at it, He said how we honor those that He sent is the same way we honor or welcome Him. In other words, we can't dishonor the body of Christ, the right. gathering, the church. The Pastor, men, hold that thought. I want to interrupt. I want to make sure everybody understands what He's saying. He's not talking about honor and dishonor of the preacher. No. You're talking about the believers. The believers. And the gathering of the believers. I want everybody to understand, this is not a podcast about you better honor the pastor. No. Right? Am I right, pastor? Yeah. You know, he said, okay, he went on to say, he said, if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll receive the prophet's reward. But he doesn't stop there. Mm -mm. Then he says, if you just receive a righteous man. Wow. In my name. Yes. Come on. You'll receive his reward. Jesus. What every Every man and woman in the body of Christ has a gift within them. If you honor that gift, you'll receive a reward. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then he goes on and says, if you just give a child a cup of water in my name, watch this. He said, you will not lose your reward. Wow. And I think what what this pandemic has revealed is or just brought out is the just utter disrespect for the body of Christ. And, And Pastor Larry, the the New Testament, we are commanded. Mm. We're not asked. We're Listen. not. We are commanded to honor one another, even above ourselves. Mm. And and listen, you can't. God cannot command us to do something if my doing it depended on somebody else's character or conduct. Wow. Honor is something that it it really reveals my character if mm. I honor or dishonor. Wow. So if I dishonor the gathering. Okay, what did Jesus say? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18, verses 18 through 20, he said, wherever two Mm. or three of you are gathered in my name, Mm. in my name. My name. He said, the gathered, gathered. He said, there I am in the midst of them. In other words, he said, if you're looking for God, go to the gathering. Wow. Because he's, and and can I I just give you what that word means? I got to give you a little (laughs) hand clap on that one right there. Woo. That that word gathering, it literally means to collect or convene or to accompany or to assemble ourselves. Wow. We're not having to be made to assemble. I want to be there because Jesus said wherever we assemble is where we'll find God. Wow. We'll find his presence. Well, in fact, he preceded that that phrase 
by talking about the keys to the kingdom of God, about authority to bind and to loose. Mm. And then he says, where are you going to get this power and authority? He said, wherever two or three are gathered in my mm. name, there I am in the midst of them. My God. And so I think we have lost the understanding of the gathering. And, and, and I'll tell you something else. I think that dishonor, uh, is the reason we don't see more miracles in America. People Come say, on, well, Pastor. why don't we see more miracles? Come on. Because we go to the body of Christ for a miracle, but we really don't believe because we've dishonored them. Wow. You cannot believe in somebody you dishonor. When You you, you are the one that uh, was so instrumental in uh, taking me to the nations. I remember yeah. when I asked you, what's the two things, Pastor, that, that I need to do to to – build a church for Jesus and let it be successful. And I hate that word nowadays, but, yeah. but you told me, you said invest in, invest and pour into children and missions, no matter yes. what children yes. and missions. I'll never forget you telling me that. Yes. And so my first ever missions trip I went on was with your church to Costa, Costa Rica, Rica in 2000. And I, and I, for the first time in my life, I held a baby that was paralyzed on one side of, of their yes. body. And I'm praying for it within my body. And I'll be honest with you, I'm praying and asking for God to heal him, but I'm, didn't really expect it to happen because I had been raised in a church that was void of miracles, the modern day American church. And literally God healed that baby in my arms and it changed my life forever. And what, why I'm saying that is when people go to the mission field, they see the honor of the people because they, first of all, their culture teaches them honor. And yes. secondly, they really have not many other choices. That's right. So when they come to that gathering, they come with an expectation. I remember hearing pastor Rod Parsley many years ago, I thought he was the one that said it, but I found out later he stole it from his daddy. Sorry, Pastor Rod, I love you. Uh, from Dr. Les Summerall, yes. that the attitude of expectancy is the breeding ground of miracles. Yes. And and truly, when you don't have a hospital on every corner and you don't have a drugstore on every corner, that expectation literally is a part of that honor of where you're going. You're going like that woman with the issue of blood. I'm going and expecting the power of God to be there. And I can hear, I can almost hear in my spirit some of you pushing back on us right now. Well, bless God, I feel the power of God in my living room. I don't need to go to church. I get it. I get it. But you can't read the same Bible that tells you that you are the, the temple of the Holy Ghost and not also see there is something special. We know God's everywhere. But his glory, remember when they dedicated the temple, one of my favorite stories in Scripture is when they were dedicating Solomon's temple, and and the Bible says there came a cloud inside the temple. Just it wasn't there, but then it came there. Yes, as they were worshiping God, praising and singing and blowing the the show. As they were gathered together. As they were gathered, yes. and the Bible it blew my mind. I'll never forget sitting in my little office in our in that little building called the Hay Barn, and I was sitting there studying that old fashioned. Some of you new preachers don't understand how it is to use an actual strong concordance book, uh, which I was using, having to open it up, find the number. And, and that one famous passage in the King James says they, the priest could not stand by reason of the cloud. And I, and of course in our language, I saw that word reason and I thought, well, reason means, you know, to reason with somebody. So that's what it looked like. But I looked up that word reason pastor in the original Hebrew and it's the word paneum which literally is this. This is definitely the face, yep. the, the face, face. the That's face. Right. And I realized they could not stand the minister because of the face in the cloud. When the gathering gets together and they begin to praise God, it creates an environment that is almost addictive to the presence of God. So he literally sticks his face down in that crowd. Yes. He was already there. His presence is yeah. omnipresent, yeah. but his glory came in the gathering. That's right. So so let's take that back again. Uh, the, the thief on the cross uh, could not obey 
he had no way to obey, mm. re- repent, and be baptized. My God. But, but if you have a way, then God's word is true. Okay, do I believe that God can touch people that are at home through the internet, through ner- in nursing homes, in prisons, in jails? And absolutely, sure. I do believe. Absolutely. But. But the command of God was this right here in Hebrews 10. Come on. Watch this. He says, not forsaking the assembling. That word assembling goes back to the same word gathering that Jesus said in Matthew 18, 20. It's it's the same word from the same root word, and it means to assemble together. Mm. Now, listen. He says, do it more. Get together more. Now, here's the cause, see, because everything we're saying, people say, well, I can experience I, 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 I at my home. Yep. But look what was said right before in, in verse 23, Come on, before Pastor. it said not forsaken. It said, let us consider one another <laughs> in order to stir up love and good. In Woo. other words, I don't come just for me. I come for you. Oh. I need to consider you. And when I begin to consider you and you begin to consider me, Jesus said, I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up in the gathering. I'm telling you, if you're looking for God, find a gathering, and God is in the gathering. You know, man, we could, we could talk for two hours on this, Pastor, <laughs> because this is a subject that people are really wanting to know about. Because yes. it's a, I hate to use that word pandemic, but it's yes. almost like a pandemic of dishonor yes. that's happening on top of the, what happened in yes. the world. I'm sitting there just in my mind, I'm thinking about, you know, the famous scriptures in Isaiah, you know, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, his train filled the temple. But what was around that? When he was in the glory, it was angels gathering. Yep. And you just triggered something. The, the Bible says something that a lot, a lot of preachers, including myself, for years skipped right over. It says in the angels, you know, you, you know the scripture where it says they're crying out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. But go back and read it. It doesn't even say they're saying it to God. It says they are saying it one to another. Yes. Think about yes. that. They're thinking of each other. Even the angels realize I got to gather so I can remind my fellow angel that the glory of the Lord is real. Yes. Okay, look at here. That's our model, the, t- uh, the throne. Another concern, and I believe all of these have led one to the other, is we've become uh, so worship-oriented mm. that that we have begun to worship our worship. Wow. Worship now is if I cry a tear, if I feel an emotion. Say it. Okay. So so let's back up. 20 years ago, if you came to my church or I came to your church, you would introduce me. Here's my praise and worship leader. Right, yeah. Today, you just introduce your worship leader. Yeah. We have dropped mm. praise. Wow. Now watch, now watch this. Because worship is all about me. So oh so let goodness. me let me say something. I need to say this. I can worship at home all by myself because worship is directly from me to God. Yes. That's what worship is. But you see, God talks more about praise Mm. in the Bible than he talks about worship. And praise you cannot do by yourself. Praise is not me standing in my bedroom glorifying God, praising God. Praise can only take place when I speak about God to somebody else. True. That's why we he said enter his gates with thanksgiving uh, and into his courts. My God. Into his courts where he dwells is where praise is wow. and you can't have a praise without a gathering. My God, are y'all hearing this, worship leaders? Are y'all hearing this? It's time to bring some songs back that we can dance and praise and praise and worship. There's nothing wrong with worship, but we need praise and worship. But I think what you're saying, Pastor, is we need to get a revelation of what praise actually is. Yes. I mean, because I think people, some people think praise is just dancing. Yes. Okay, now now watch this. Even, even in our terminology, 
I hear it everywhere I go now. And a lot of churches has done away with, I mean, the music just starts slow and yeah, worshipful, yeah, yeah, and yep, yep. and and uh, and worship can be heavy. Yes, it, it brings the glory, and yes, the glory does, of God yes. is heavy. Yes, and so you think about this. Uh, they'll say, uh, "Let's stand for a time of worship." That we've left praise out of our vocabulary. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not even in our vocabulary yeah. anymore. And uh, could it be, Pastor, that as we're seeing the remnant, and as we're seeing. I hate to use this word, but almost like the purging and, and just of the ones that were sort of playing church. Yeah. Is could it be that that's part of the plan of God to get us back to some of the things like we were talking about that we've lost? Yes. That the ones that are still there that are hungry are, yes. you know, as quoting the great Rod Parsley one more time, is much is to be gained to a return to the discarded values yes. of the past. Yes. Some of the things that we've dropped is actually coming back. Yes. That we've lost value over, yes. like prayer, yes. like praise, yes, like fellowship, real fellowship, real fellowship, real community, community, community doesn't happen even in a church service. It goes no. deeper than yes. that, yeah. where we actually do life together. I do believe that in generations, and in, in fact, if you go back and study uh, with ever new generation. Uh, Denominations were built because God brought back water baptism because the church had lost it. Mm. Um, discipleship, the Methodist uh, movement, yep. was all about a methodical way of yep. discipling yep. that the church had lost. Right, and uh, the charismatic renewal yep. was was and and I think we've come to the end of this consumer shopper. Wow. Uh, Church, church is not no longer a crutch to get me from weekend to weekend or week to week. You know, it, it's not a pacifier for immature people. Church is the community of yes. Christ followers. Yes. And, uh, and I'll tell you something that I learned to have to do, and that was this. I began saying every time I went to the gathering, I would start every service, not vocally out to others, but in my heart saying, God, I thank you for your beautiful body, mm. your beautiful bride. Mm. And that would shift my thinking right there so I could understand the importance of the gathering. Wow. Pastor, uh, I think I know the answer to this question, but uh, will you come back on the podcast? Oh, man, <laughs> I would be honored. I'd be honored. This this is uh, this has just been incredible. And thank I, you so much for having me. Man, I, I tell you, this man, I, I, I don't really know how for those that know pastor you know the value of this but those that may not know pastor frankie you may not really realize the value of the voice that you've been hearing today he's not an echo he's a voice in this moment and i thank god for that uh it's rare that we get to spend this kind of time together now because of just how both of our lives are but this man's all over the country y'all he travels he preaches he's he's ministering and pastoring pastors all over america and the, and the world and other countries and I and I believe that there are probably some pastors listening to this podcast yes. that may not know your ministry. They may be new to even connecting to both of us, but they're just sitting there thinking, "I'm I'm alone out here." I, I'd like to get to know Pastor Frankie. I'd like to know more about his ministry. Maybe I can connect with him on his website, or or even talk to him about coming and speaking to me, to me personally, to my church. So, Pastor, do you have a way for people that can email you, contact you, anything hey, like that? Just contact me. Frankie at FrankiePowell.com. Just email simple. me, Frankie at FrankiePowell.com. And let me say this, Pastor Larry. 
People need to, to connect to Ambassadors Network. Thank you. Uh, pastors that are looking for a pastor. I know this man personally. I'm seeing the effects of his ministry, and he's got a great network that just encourages and covers and pastors pastors. Thank you. Ambassadors Network. Thank you. Thank you. And, and as once again, that's Frankie at FrankiePowell.com. Connect with him. He's on social media. Yes. You can find him on social media. I believe you're on Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, and all of them. Just look for Frankie Powell. And uh, he'll be out there, Pastor. I tell you what, man, this has been awesome. This has been awesome to have you on the big picture. It's been great for this me. is this is a dream for me. It's a dream for me. Oh, <laughs> and I tell you what, I got a sneaky feeling that it won't be long. I'll be introducing all of you and pushing you to the Frankie Powell podcast, whatever he ends up calling it, because uh, the the student has become the teacher, y'all. I'm going to teach my daddy on how to do all this. Yes. So so thank it's <laughs> it's going to be awesome. So listen, as I said at the beginning of the broadcast, thank you so much for joining us today. You don't know what it means to us. It is hugely important that you follow this podcast, share this podcast, and give us a five-star rating if it blessed you. Because I'm going to tell you, I, I think if you like this podcast, you feel the way I do. This is a word that needs to be spoken, not just to the ones that already know it, but we need to get it in front of some hungry people, in front of some people that are desiring to have some hope in this moment. That's why we call it the big picture, because there's a lot more going on than what you can see in the natural eyes. So my prayer is for God to open up your eyes so you can really, really, really see what's going on. Thank you once again for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Big Picture Podcast.